0: This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, back for the last February episode of Off the Break Podcast here in
1: 2023. You, Ken, you can't do that to me. When you said last, I was panicking and thought (laughs) I missed out on something. Our last episode, oh no. In
0: February, 2023. Of
1: February. (laughs) my heart skipped a beat there what (laughs) skipped a beat sung into my chest (laughs) no we're still here uh but it will be yeah calendar based on the calendar it is the last one in february i don't know where i'm going with this how about you continue with the intro
0: (laughs) now that kyle's had a mental breakdown for the day
1: (laughs) thanks for that (laughs)
0: Oh, glad to glad to be back. We've got some some news. Kyle's got a review, and we've got uh, some things to discuss this week. With uh, Ant Man opening, doing over a hundred million dollars for our first title in a in a hot minute. Yeah, it's nice to get back in the groove of seeing big openers and and Love hopefully it. films holding up.
1: Love it for sure. Uh, and I think this should be its biggest opening for an Ant Man movie, despite it possibly being. The most critically panned movie of the three so a weird juxtaposition between the two but as long as audiences seem to like it which to me it seems like they do and you know we see those big openings every now and again like we have here then i don't see a problem i think we're gonna be okay
0: critics a four-letter word as far as i'm concerned when it comes <laughs> to these big tentpole films right it does not matter what the critics say. Our audience scores are right where they need to be. People mm. are enjoying it. We had plenty of traffic Monday through Wednesday already this week with Ant Man. There's no reason to assume we're gonna see a, a massive drop a over over sixty-five percent, something that's like noteworthy. You know, we'll no, see a huge we'll fifty to sixty percent drop like we always do with these yeah. Marvel things. So it's not gonna be something astronomical it's you know you went and saw it so what did you think of the the movie as our as our critic
1: (laughs) (laughs) and 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 let's be clear in air quotes (laughs) um i thought it was very dopey and for me personally not in all the best ways i think when it comes to like that dopiness and very ton-in-cheek sci-fi-ness that I think the movie was trying to go for. Um for many audiences, it will stick the landing. For myself, not as much. It's just it just didn't quite gel with me. I missed what the first two Ant-Man movies had was that it was still, you know, a superhero movie, but something about it just made it feel more uh small scale, made it feel more um close to the chest, close to home. I guess when it comes to like the father-daughter relationship, that was always like the key thing about it and i think that's what worked well in those two here they still try to do that especially with a new actress who's supposed to be much older of a character but i just didn't think the two really worked well together to make it convincing nor did i think the script did it any favors when the only lines between the two are dad Uh, jesse dad jesse just the whole the whole time through (laughs) um So it it was both obnoxious and it just lacked any chemistry to where I wanted to be invested in it like I had with the previous two movies. Uh, You know, just some standouts in terms of acting. Paul Rudd obviously is still very good in it. Michelle Fiverr has a lot more to do than the last movie and obviously she kills. Jonathan Majors plays the villain and he's going to continue playing the villain in some more of these movies moving forward. But I think he... Opened very convincingly to where audiences can get behind him as the new big bad. So I really liked him in the movie. But otherwise, like I said, just the goofy sci-fi elements didn't work for me. Especially when everything around it just looked very fake and rubbery in all the wrong ways. Between the costumes and the soundstage uh, CGI-ness that the movie had. Just, it, it didn't quite stick the landing for me. And I wouldn't call it a good movie but for many other people i can see why it just works for them but not for me
0: yeah if you don't have a physical world for the actors to interact with if it's all green screen yeah it gets it it becomes very like you said rubbery a very very smooth over the whole thing where there's not you know that's the things that they they spent so much money on the avengers films in the first round of the marvel universe but they built these massive sets and then put put the green screen and the cgi into those sets yeah spattered throughout yeah but it wasn't the whole thing it wasn't everything
1: they didn't take the bucket and dump the whole thing they just splattered it from the bucket
0: exactly (laughs) and this was just and it looks like from the trailer like there is very little like real real world interaction real world connection yeah where it's just like the movie has to start somewhere, but mm-hmm. then, and I'm sure it will end up back there because it's, <laughs> that's a good guess. Marvel PG 13, but, <laughs> but it seems like it spends a, co- a huge amount of time in this, in this quantum
1: realm, whatever it's called. And they could have it on such a cliffhanger and they didn't bite the bullet. They, oh really? You know, they made it <laughs> oh. safe. Like your prediction is exactly what happens and it's so frustrating, but it's also for kids. So it doesn't really matter. Um,
0: still though that was the whole surprising part about um infinity war mm-hmm. where it ended yeah that's true as you know half the population disappears like as it ended that way it was like oh mm-hmm. like marvel finally took the the dark turn yeah i mean they they got everybody back at the
1: end but <laughs> it was like but it, there was a movie that had a dark turn at least they went
0: through like 19 movies without actually killing anyone like Not without really. actually losing any of the the main characters to
1: supporting characters 25th on the chart yeah yeah exactly <laughs> maybe without actually
0: losing anybody and then it's like okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna end this movie by killing spider-man yeah <laughs> like, like oh okay this is this took a
1: dark turn i still like, remember the lights coming up at the end of that movie and there was a kid in a spider-man costume just in tears <laughs> there was a lot the Poor of... kid, but he grew up that day <laughs> okay. i mean
0: not that it was i mean it was surprising because it was Disney and Marvel, but it was sure. like it w- it could have been a certain generation's like Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Like for a lot of folks, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, I grew up in a world where there's the the Sopranos and Breaking Bad and things like that, where you expect these things to happen and they they never do with. PG-13 fair. like yeah, very rarely do you ever get like a real surprise mm-hmm. and that was a real surprise but I mean for some people like he's getting the Spider-Man costume it was just traumatizing work. yeah <laughs> traumatizing like it was for everybody that was a uh, a Luke Skywalker fan mm-hmm. when you find out that you know the, the world is not what you yeah. assumed it was going to be
1: yeah it's okay to try and uh, um, do that in some cases yeah and I don't know if there was an opportunity here but it's also an ant movie, so despite it wanting to be such a big stakes hero superhero movie, uh, it still ends the same way they usually do, <laughs> instead of taking a risk of some kind. But that's all right. Like I said, I think it's a movie that's going to appeal to more people than myself, but just those as- uh, aesthetic choices and the script very lacking compared to the other two movies that had a solid script, it just doesn't vibe with me like I wanted it to
0: the reviews i heard from the people i talked to was that the end credit scene was the best part of the film
1: what was the end credit scene i, I, I honestly don't oh. oh there was two no
0: no you're not gonna go with that
1: okay no i wouldn't agree with that okay but that's also like a very annoying thing with these movies for me it feels like more people come out talking about end credit scenes rather right, than correct. the whole movie. Correct. i've noticed that a lot I'd after love, endgame happened and it's kind of frustrating
0: i'd love to pull that on folks when they're like oh i watched the whale it wasn't you know it was depressing it was good he was a really good actor in it and i'm like did you see the end credit scene though and they're <laughs> like there was an end credit scene i was like yeah nick fury comes out and recruits him to be part of the avengers
1: <laughs> <laughs> what no oh god he got me again uh Yeah, I I do feel like sometimes people do think and wonder in other movies that are non-Marvel if that's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Even like the non-blockbuster type movies. Is there something at the end? Did someone actually not die at the end? Oops, I just knocked over my phone. Um, (laughs) Way to go. Yeah, it's just a weird – it's such a weird time that we're in when it comes to movies in that regard. But they also can be fun, so I get it. But – yeah, I, I I do want people to remember. There's you know, movies that they're watching and not just the clip at the end.
0: Well, this is just the the uh, soft opening to our superhero summer that we're gonna have. Yeah, you know? yeah. We've yep. got a big slate of stuff, and then we just they just announced that the Flash is gonna premiere at CinemaCon in, in Vegas in April. So mm-hmm. that'll be you know more excitement thrown on the fire. The movie, I'm assuming the Flash is going to be good. It's just a matter of whether or not they can promote it properly, because Ezra Miller's the lunatic,
1: right? Uh, and judging by the Super Bowl trailer, um, that I assume everyone has seen at this point, I think the marketing can work. I think people are going to be oogling and ogling over the many bad mens that are involved in this movie. That they forget that it's going to be a flash movie, <laughs> correct? Yeah, <laughs> like Michael Keaton. I think is going to make that much of a big deal to where. At least on your opening, there's going to be a big hit for you.
0: If they don't make it too convoluted, if they don't make it too intense as far as explaining all of the multiverse and the speeding up and slowing down mm, and all of this. Yeah. If it's just like, hey, all of a sudden there's four Batman just like there were Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. it's, yes, it's a copy and paste. We get it. <laughs> but you know what? Spider-Man didn't have Michael Keaton. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not, not this time around. And he probably, well, not yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He'll come. Well, he was the vulture, but
1: <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, he got shoehorned into Morbius, and we know what happens. Yeah, there <laughs> exactly. That's the that's the end of the road. So I I I'm glad you brought that up because I saw that headline that the Flash is going to be having its first premiere at CinemaCon uh, six weeks out from its release date, and then I saw many fanboys respond with, Oh no, that means we're gonna get so many leaks for the Flash <laughs> at Cinemacon. <laughs> and I had such a big laugh after that because after seeing movies in CinemaCon, I can <laughs> obviously no one is in there to leak the movie. It's not like if yeah anyone's sneaking in to do that. No, the only well obviously. everything <laughs> everything gets out at CinemaCon but in
0: the ways the film companies want it to get out. Yeah. It's it's not a matter of like what trailers every, were great. Every trailer get re- yeah. gets released as like they release it at CinemaCon, and by the time you get out of the auditorium it's already on twitter yep like that's they release it in very specific patterns yep. i mean even the olivia wilde getting served sort of papers thing that only got out because that movie was such a mess the production and promotion yeah. of that movie was such a mess otherwise it would have just gone away yeah Nobody was, yeah, people were talking about it, but it was a bunch of old people not on Twitter talking
1: about it. And that's probably the one time that anyone has snuck into CinemaCon. I doubt that fanboys or scoopers are going to be sneaking in and doing, like, what that one person did serving papers. Like, that was the really rare moment I, that something like that happened i know the, I'm sure. the
0: strange part was like nobody ever approached me i mean i had a guy come up to me offer me five hundred dollars to borrow my badge <laughs> and then he returned it to me very efficiently he was very nice about it yeah he was extremely <laughs> polite you know he paid cash i don't know what the yeah yeah but you know nobody i i put it out there yeah on social media but nobody ever reached <laughs> out to me like hey you know
1: Dude, yeah this is thing? the thing <laughs> these fanboys obviously don't know what a cinema con is they just hear the word con and they assume it's another comic con so i understand it but just ex- from my experience with CinemaCon, from knowing like who shows up there more so theater owners that and, and even like journalists how do we i couldn't even pick them out from a crowd yeah um no one's leaking anything like that so i got a good laugh for the week i really the, needed it
0: the guys from rico's nacho cheese are gonna be out there yeah <laughs> lighting the world on fire
1: right i'm tweeting this <laughs> you're not gonna believe
0: the flash runs super fast <laughs>
1: You're, you're not going to believe how fast he runs <laughs> yeah really fast they, they quantify it they
0: like put a number out there and it just breaks these poor kids heart yeah he run 32.672
1: oh, no that's not correct with the source material
0: <laughs> god <laughs> speaking of something that's kind of like put my brain through a loop you sent me an article about um alamo draft house with their new uh Drive in location in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah, but it's a drive in indoor situation.
1: That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's sounding like it's going to be an indoor location with uh eight auditoriums, but it's also going to have a drive in component. Mm-hmm. Um, judging by the descriptions I've seen on Variety, and they also mentioned that it's the first permanent drive in location Elmo Draft ha- House has had, excuse me. Um, which I guess I just didn't really thought about like a chain in like the drive-in business these days. So even three years removed from the pandemic, where we saw like an uptick for drive-ins, I'm very surprised to see a chain like Alamo want to get into like the drive-in game.
0: Yeah, there's less than 200 drive-in locations in the U.S. Mm-hmm. that are permanent first-run drive-ins, and you know we work with some of those. We work with plenty of indoor theaters. I don't know of any. Indoor, outdoor theaters that have both components. Right. So
1: there's not many of those, even less than. I mean,
0: during the pandemic, we had some because you had to be outside. So it was, so people moved equipment outside or made a, a switch where you could play a film in the parking lot of a, a complex and then also play films inside. Mm-hmm. But for a permanent situation, it brings up a lot of issues with policies on how to play films requirements to keep formats the same i mean i love the idea as a scheduler of movies that i can sit and open my brand new film every week on a drive-in screen also Yeah, yeah i love that ability to do that i love to be able to open um indiana jones and then two weeks later open mission impossible and then a week after that do a showing of uh, Barbie and then Oppenheimer, I love all that. I think that's amazing to be able to do that if you have a complex that has an indoor outdoor component
1: so by doing that, you think there's just a lot more flexibility there's with so whatever much, you can choose from such an incredible amount of flexibility okay gotcha. it, which
0: is awesome if if the film companies allow you to be flexible, which I doubt is the case <laughs> <laughs> I mean lucky, uh, luckily, it luckily it's Alamo if you know there it is Joe Smith decided to open up an indoor outdoor theater. I think the Understanding of this would be, you know, how many restrictions can we put on Joe? Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, the fact that Alamo is doing it and it's creating some precedent for these indoor outdoor locations is awesome. I think this is, you know, Alamo is a more progressive theater chain. Well respected. F- well respected. They have a great reputation. It's the whole thing is, you know, interesting. And the fact that they put it in a flyover state is even more interesting i'm assuming it's just because of property values in arkansas are not what they are in austin texas oh i see what you mean yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) there's a reason why this isn't going in a major metroplex where um studio executives live there's a reason why this isn't in studio city
1: (laughs) i guess i was thinking oh maybe it gets hot in the summers (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i I guess now that you think about it that would be a location that had, has a good price to it, a very uh, yeah. cheaper price, I yeah. guess I would say.
0: And and it's a, a college, I mean, it's got a lot of things going for it. I mean, it is in Arkansas, which is not the place that I would choose, but if it was based on property values and the fact that you needed, you know, 60 acres to pull this off, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm surprised it's not in Kentucky or Iowa or sure, yeah, <laughs> central Illinois.
1: <laughs> so do you think uh, this is going to be Alamo's test for this just because of the cheaper location of seeing what sort of flexible moves that they can make with showing all sorts of movies and then from there seeing what other locations they could take this chance on
0: oh yeah absolutely i think this is you know they're they're diving into this i i love the flexibility that this brings especially in the winter which our drive-in theaters that we work with don't have right you are closed mm-hmm. or you have no attendance Yep. but if you have eight screens inside to play the film on mm. great and then if something happens you have an unseasonably warm snap for an opening of an avatar yeah during the holidays awesome you know what we're gonna do we're gonna add an extra show of avatar outside yeah you don't have to do anything else you don't have to there's no additional requirements to add a show you don't have to clear a screen out. you don't have to move show times around it's like you know what put it on and also in the winter I don't I don't know that indoor theater people pay attention to this sun goes down at like five o'clock <laughs> so you can start a show at 5 15 and have everybody That's, home by
1: nine yeah it'll feel like a late night showing which is like the good old days
0: <laughs> which is crazy to think like it's 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 a model that works it has worked more since the pandemic but these people are struggling against the rotation of the earth and the mm. sun like the fact that the <laughs> fact that it doesn't get dark enough to actually see a movie sometimes until 9 30 9 45 10 o'clock mm. i mean you're literally tilting against the wind like yeah you, there's nothing you can do to change this your business model is yep we start at 10 p.m there's no place that is successful except for like six nightclubs in the U.S. Yeah, like There's no other place where you could just like, I'm going to open a business at 10 p.m. (laughs) Even even bars can't just open at 10 p.m. You have to be there Mm -hmm. for an evening after work rush. You can't just say, I'm going to open my doors at 10 and then see what happens. Right, right, right. (laughs) But the flexibility, this is very cool. The idea that we're going to at least have some reference material for this. And I think for locations that have space, have the ability to do this, having this option, is awesome yeah i think uh, you know is this is being flexible where folks weren't willing to put in like concessions outside of candy and popcorn like this is a whole another level to this this isn't at most sound or 3d this isn't a additional feature this is a whole different business model
1: yeah i mean which is to- very cool on top of alamo already like you said with those um different visual and sound options at their disposal but also probably just with concessions it's with Alamo, it's more than just candy and popcorn. It's actual uh, cuisines of some kind, or or beverages, brews, uh, wines, potentially. So, yeah, and yeah, they, this this really opens the door for them.
0: Yeah, no, it's just a very interesting setup, and they already have the structure in place to deal with, you know, the the alcohol sales and the concession sales and the things like that that go into it. That at a drive-in, you have to be even more vigilant of because you're selling alcohol to people that literally have the keys <laughs> in the ignition of their cars sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to worry about that component. But I'm sure, you know, it, all things aside, there's I I'm genuinely excited for this idea. I think this is something that is is doable for places. I mean, how many theaters have you seen on a Friday night that have, you know, 75% of their parking spaces empty? Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, you know what? The weather's great. We're just going to move this movie outside." Mm. Mm-hmm. And see what happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, having that ability would be crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) during the pandemic, I'm sure that there were some people who found empty parking lots and used the inflatable screens or whatever those are and tried to do it themselves, right? One of
0: the theaters we have moved their full projection unit outside into a van, (laughs) had a generator hooked up to it to run (laughs) it, and played first run films on the outside of their building because that's what they had to do to yeah. make it work. They needed something sealed so that the water couldn't get in so they could get it get it onto screen. Right. I mean, people did so many creative things and this is like someone doing something creative but there's actually money behind it. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually like a driving force behind it. Sustainable?
1: Versus...
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean and they they take a swing and see what happens. You know, it might be with the resurgence of drive-ins and film companies being, you know, more accepting of drive-ins than since the pandemic. It's, you know, I say, go for it. I'm pumped about this. I think there's plenty of potential for this to, to work, especially when you can close it down and it doesn't mean closing your entire business down.
1: For sure. Can't wait to see how this potential plays out for them. Um, and I guess we'll wrap up our show with some of, with a, with a list of ideas that Ken has for us, because last week he mentioned that for Bad Boys Four, he has plenty of awesome titles that he's willing to give Sony if they just give him a call. Unfortunately, no one called, so we decided just to release them here to the public ourselves. No,
0: we're just gonna put them out on the air. So I'm gonna have you read the title, Bad Boys, Kyle, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna give you my my subtitle okay. for the film. Okay. Bad Boys. Formidable. With a
1: four? Okay. There's a lot of fours. Yes. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Bad boys. Forbidden. Ooh. Bad boys.
0: Forboden. 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 What does that mean? I don't know. It sounds cool, though.
1: <laughs> bad boys.
0: Foregone.
1: Okay. Okay. Bad boys. Forgiven. Oh, no, that's the... T- I think that's the title. You got any more? I have so many more. Okay.
0: For, forsaken. Foreskin. F- <laughs> fortress. Forewarned. Forewarned. Foreplay. Forgery. Forgettable. Fortified. Well,
1: now you don't want the movie to be called forgettable. Bad Boys forgettable. Don't even bother
0: seeing it. I'm eggs. not... I wouldn't be surprised if... <laughs> they waited... <laughs> They waited fifteen years to do a third one and they're waiting two years to do yeah. <laughs> the fourth one. And then of course the the for the fourth film in the series, mm-hmm. Bad Boys. Five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just to really confuse them. Yeah. Well I guess the fourth one was Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> But what was the third one?
0: Let's just let's just pretend that Michael Bay doesn't know how to count because he doesn't know how to count. It's like we blew up three trucks on the there were only three trucks chasing them on the expressway. Yeah. Michael Bay, but we blew up four. He's like, so? That just means it was cooler. Yeah. There's no math involved. The math is they're giving me how much money to make this film? <laughs> That's the only math I need. Yeah. How many explosions can we afford for this? He is, he is whatever the opposite of Christopher Nolan is, trying to figure out. It's actually cheaper to blow up the 747. Yeah. Michael Bay's like, I would like three 747s to explode, please.
1: (laughs) We want to get this from every angle. All I know is we need three of them, and I'm not doing the math for the money. The paint paint doesn't match on
0: any of them. That doesn't matter. Who cares? (laughs) All right. Continuity is a four letter word to Michael Bay. (laughs) It's so true.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, sony had their chance but there are those titles that he had ready to go i say forgiven was the best one uh foreskin might have been the second closest
0: <laughs> what a wedding end the podcast <laughs> bye everybody bye everyone <laughs> Thank you for listening to Off The Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off The Break Podcast.